0: Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the best podcast in all of junior hockey. It's time for Dan K Show Presents Junior Hockey. As we are inching our way towards our 25-episode anniversary, it's, it's been a fun run. It's been a lot of podcasts so far, a lot of great guests. And we have another great guest lined up for you today so you don't have to listen to just Dan and I talk. Because God knows once hockey season hits, it's going to be mostly that. And I'd like to introduce now one half of the equation of the Dan Kay show, a mathematical half in terms of peoples on the show divided by two, but certainly more than half the show when it comes to his outlandish suits, his crazy goal calls, and the way he's able to paint a visual picture in your head while you're listening at home. It's Dan Kay. Dan,
1: welcome to the podcast. Lucas, what is up? My favorite thing about the podcast is not having to go through all the buttons on the suits I wear and get that thing going. And you you try tying a bow tie, all right? That is next level stuff. That's about as big as my intellect goes there. So I'm happy to just be nice and casual on the phone here with a great, an absolute great, one of our favorites here at the Dan K Show, one of our favorite organizations in the way that they do it. And that's who we introduce on right now We're going to talk to him a bunch today after we get to our hockey reviews, but I introduce in the head coach of the Tampa Bay juniors and an absolute Minnesota hockey legend from a Minnesota hockey family lineage. Some of the best guys, some of the best family to talk hockey with when you're down in Florida, I will guarantee you that it's coach Garrett Stroh of the Tampa Bay juniors coach. How's it going?
2: Good. Thanks Dan and Lucas. I don't know about the, uh, the legend, but, uh, we got quite a lineage up in Minnesota, but uh, thanks for both of you having me on.
1: Hey, Coach, we are going to talk all about all of it yourself. We're going to talk about your coaching style, the way you guys recruit, and the way that we describe it as being done so right down there in Tampa. But first, we got to pay those bills, folks. Let's pay those bills. Lucas, each week you introduce the hockey parents, those moms and dads who are heading out there, that hockey family, heading out there on the road to see their kid play. To that brewski at the end of the day, can you give us your review for this week?
0: Well, Dan, as you know, each week, I try to pick a beer that represents the the coach, the player the uh, or the the team that we 've got on there 's the word i 'm looking for the team that we 've got on the show, and each week, I try to pick a beer that represents the team, and what better brewery to represent the Tampa Bay Juniors than a brewery that 's just a stone's throw away from the Tampa Bay Airport that we have to fly into. To go to the showcases, to go to the games, it's Cigar City Brewing, located in Tampa, Florida, a mainstay for us on the show. We love popping into this brewery. We love uh, trying all the beers. Sticking, though, with the Everyman philosophy, I am reviewing their flagship, the High the India Pale Ale. Now, this beer, you see it everywhere. And sometimes when I see a beer everywhere, I don't always get it. And cracking this one open, I'm really regretting that decision. As I take another sip, it's so incredibly smooth. It's it's malty. It's not bitter like most or like some IPAs are nowadays. There is a ton of really, really good fruit flavor. It's made with six different hops. So it gives you a nice little balance, little fruit, little earth, little herbal. It's it's just a smooth-drinking IPA with some fruity, citrusy, maybe even some orangey overtones. Very, very delicious. At 7.5% alcohol, it's a little bit more of a, of a kick in the teeth than you might be used to for some of the uh, more easy drinking beers that I've been reviewing lately. But for folks that are in Tampa, this brewery is phenomenal. And this beer is distributed
1: nationally. So if you see it at a liquor store, go ahead and pick it up. It's very good. Lucas, what's the score? This is actually one I just had at a restaurant about a week ago. Ooh, so now I
0: get, to, I get a peer-reviewed score here. Yeah, I'm um, no,
1: see what you say. <laughs> i
0: i actually am, have fallen back in love with this beer i like i said i haven't had it in a while um i picked it up kind of on a whim to give it another look in i really dig this i mean this comes into the seven eight for me i think this is on the higher end of the reviews i've given i i really
1: recommend it lucas if it was the tokabaga ale they have out there the red ale that one i'd give about a 10.9 this one i loved as well i'd have to agree with you i think it's really an easy drinker, man. It's fun. It's it's one where at the end of the day, when you're just trying to rewind at the hotel room and get ready for an early morning wake up for one of those 8 a.m. showcase puck drops, it's a good way to go before you hit the hit the uh, the pillows there for the uh, the good night. But with that, Luke, as we talked about good night, and I've been reviewing coffees all season long, but I always like to have a coffee that goes along with our guest. And this week, you know, I, we have a guest that has an organization that's doing it In a different way, there and doing it in the right way. And it's late when we're taping this, Lucas. And I'm always drinking coffee at seven, eight, nine o'clock Eastern time and then not sleeping all night. So, you know what I did? I'm reviewing my first tea, and I worked with Bigelow Tea on this one Bigelow Tea's Cozy Chamomile. And I'm feeling cozy right now, Lucas. I am feeling super cozy. I am relaxed. I feel like it's taking me down a notch from the normal 15 out of 10 that I'm operating at. And I am at like an easy going 12.5 right now to talk with coach Stroke. And this thing, this is delicious on a coffee scale. It gets a zero because it's not a coffee, but on a T scale, man, this is a 7.2. And this is one I could see myself drinking at the end of the day when I'm trying to get to bed for that early puck drop. Lucas, with that in mind, it's time to get in to the morning skate, into the little bit of the free skate situation here with Coach Stroke. Start the conversation. So, Coach, reintroduce you back in. And, you know, this past year there wasn't a champion crown. So at the first place I want to start, we're talking about early morning starts. I still think about two years ago you guys were just steps away from the Elite National Championship. And you brought a team back to the finals. Did you think this past year that you guys had a chance to raise that cup?
2: Well, yeah, that, well, for the elite team, we didn't uh, quite make it up there this year because we had a lot of new guys from the year before we lost quite a bit, but our premier team, uh, had a, was really strong at the end of the year. And, in our first game against a real good Rochester, our New Jersey Rockets uh, team, uh, we lost, but uh, no, we thought we'd have a good shot. So it, uh, like I said, like everything, and it kind of ended unexpectedly. And, uh, and now here we are the next year.
1: Now you guys have a hard working off season. We were chatting with the guys up there in Detroit at that combine for the USPHL and you put together a team that when I was talking on last week's Dan K show, I was talking about this might be the year where you guys get out of the gates fast at both, both levels. Cause last year it was the premier who came on late and made that playoff push the year before it was the elite who came on late and made that national championship push this year, both sides opening weekend, Absolutely showing up as the kings of Florida, at least after two games. A little early to put a title belt on you, but an incredible weekend. Seven goals in three of those matchups, five in the fourth. What do you think led to the offensive explosion in weekend number one?
2: But, yeah, and like you said, we normally start off a little bit slow because we got always have, you know, a lot of new guys. But this year, uh, I mean, like our Premier team, 11 of our 12 forwards, are all they've all been in our program, uh, either at Premier last year or played elite last year. And a couple of guys played elite uh, two years ago. So 11 of the 12 have been in our program. Uh, three of the 7 D got a returning goalie. So that right there, I mean, Premier's. So much further ahead than what we normally are, and and then elite, same thing. uh We have a huge core back from last year, so and that that's something that we haven't had a lot of is a lot of uh, a core of group coming back, and that that that's that was a success of that elite team two years ago that went to win the championship game, and and uh, this year it, it, I think it might even be a little bit deeper than that team. And coach, I mean, I was
1: watching some of the games this weekend, man, and it was fun to watch. Just the the product you guys always put out there, it's. You guys are creating speed. There's just so much talent on the coaching staff out there. And you guys brought in a, a pretty big name to help out down there in Tampa. Could you, could you talk a little bit about that signing this offseason as well, in addition to the player signings?
2: Yeah, no, Philip Kuba's been a, a really big asset. Uh, just, just the experience that he brings and just the, you know, the respect that, that you know, here's a guy that's played 14, 15 years in the NHL and, and – and, playable is an all-star and just the, the credit he brings. Uh, but uh, you know, it's been great having him. He's been working with both uh, the elite and the premier and uh, has been a, so far in just the first three weeks has been a huge influence uh, for our program and the players.
1: And coach, I mean, your, your family is so deeply tied into this game of hockey, right? And you guys remind me of like the Flanagan family up there with the Northern Cyclones, where just everybody's got that tie into the game, both on the men's and women's side of the ice. And, you know, you, you understand the importance of having folks that are leading the organization and helping development who have played at all the levels of the game, in all places, have coached and taught at all levels of the game. So what's the importance, I mean, as a, on the player's behalf of having someone like Philip Kuba to kind of go to and, and work with and, and bounce things off of? To, to, and what does that do in their developmental cycle here?
2: Well, that's exactly it. And then that's what we tell the guys. I mean, uh, you know, between Brett and I, we have over 50 years of uh, coaching experience and uh, at all different levels at all different playing levels. And now with Philip in there with all the different levels. I mean, that's what we try to tell these guys. Hey, you know, why go through stuff that we've already been through? You know, we can tell you, you know, what to expect and and just based on experiences. And that's one way you learn is learn through other people's experiences. And and that's the one thing with our staff that we can do, just because of all the years. I mean, it's like my brother and I grew up, our, our dad was our coach early on, and he, he coached every single level also. And just, you know, just learn from that and then just keep growing every year. But that it, I think mean, it's huge for the players that have an experienced staff like we got, because we, we've gone through it all. We've been doing it at all different levels. And uh, we know what it takes. And uh, hey, learn from our experiences, learn from our failures. And we, we'll tell you what works and what doesn't.
1: And that's something that's always so hard to drill through to the players. You know, it, you, you're always trying to remind them on our end, when we're talking to guys on the road, it's like your coaches have been through this experience. And when you have a coaching staff like you guys have put together out there at Tampa, and even when it comes to your dad walking around the rink, just so much hockey knowledge is in that building day in and day out. you, you got to remember that, we always look at Coach and we think, oh, Coach is just the guy with a whistle who makes me skate, man. No, this these guys have been through it. These guys have lived it. And to the players listening along with us, watching along with us, use that resource. Really dig into that when you've had that bad game, when you're trying to bounce back, when those legs feel like cement after a long weekend. Figure out how Coach went through it. Figure out how Coach played through it. And, and Coach, with, with your side this year, I mean, there's so much youth – mixed with veteran mixed with ability mixed with speed and size i just when i was looking at that roster before our show last week I, I genuinely was just excited to see these guys play i mean what are the expectations this year for this roster really i mean what what do you guys deem success on and off the ice
2: well i, I think for both the elite and the premier i mean like i said earlier with the, with the amount of Players that we, the core that we have back with both groups, um, we're expecting you know some really good things. I I I believe both teams are probably the deepest teams uh, that we've ever had, uh, especially on defense. Uh, both the elite and premier um, defensively, uh, we we've never been as deep as we as we are uh, with the talent we have on defense, and then then just even forward wise, uh, I mean. It, 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 there's every line is capable of producing each night. So if a team shuts down a line that the other guys should be able to come forward. So we're really excited uh, with the group that we have and, and the returners and, and we're expecting a lot of, you know, some big things this year.
1: I am not going to put too much pressure on coach here on the show, but I'm expecting some big things as well out of Tampa. There's not going to be any Tampa who chance, like we heard two years ago, while the team was making the run to the national title game, because everyone's going to be aware of this side by the time we reach nationals. And with that, we got to turn to the Q and A here. We're going to go to the brains behind the show, Lucas Jones, who's going to start off this Q and A. I'll be back in a few, but Lucas take it away with the Q and A.
0: And now we get into the the question and answers, which, you know, is, It's kind of our longer format. And for now that the Dan K show, the regular episodes are back, you know, those episodes are about 20, 21 minutes. And, And what makes this a little bit different is we get to talk to these coaches. We're not constrained as much by that video format and we get to sort of dive into it here. And coach, the first thing I'm going to ask is more of a, of a broad question for you. And it's, you know, this season obviously presented its challenges, you know, to every team. But what are you seeing in this first weekend that, to you, makes makes you confident in the way you prepared? Was it something on the offensive side? Was it something on the defensive side? Was there anything that stood out after your opening weekend? Well, I
2: mean, it, it, I mean obviously, yeah, I mean, just overall, the over, uh, opening weekend is probably, probably the best that we've played as far as an opening weekend goes. Um. Obviously, there's a lot of things we got to keep working on, but but I really, you know, where Peanut really likes to move the puck, and uh, I saw some nice puck movement with our guys. Uh, I thought uh, the D zone, we we guys were you know disciplined and weren't running around, and and a lot of it has contributed to the fact that we do have a lot of returners, so they already know what's expected of them, and uh, and so I think that was the biggest thing that helped us in the opening. Uh, Week and it's just having the guys knowing what the expectations were, and then and then the other guys that are new just kind of following in. But it, it, but it shows a lot with the the, the work these guys put in the, the first you know couple weeks that we're here that they they're buying in, they're paying attention, uh, they're doing the little things that we're asking them early on. We're not having to repeat a lot of different things. They're they're, they're picking it up right away, and then that's been the biggest thing and the most exciting thing. It just it's been both groups have been awesome to work with.
0: Now, with you mentioned being able to, to come in and, and pick some things up right away. And I think this question is sort of set against the backdrop of historically, you guys have had young teams that have you know, needed the time to get together. Have you found that having those, those returners, uh, Bahula, uh, Stanley Lucas, have you found that having those returners has been helpful in assimilating the younger players? Do you think that's helped the cohesion?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, part of it is is returning players, just their character and how they bring in the, the new guys and the younger guys. And, uh, you know, because I said usually every year, like last year, uh, I think our premier team had two age outs, that's it. And a lot, a lot of first year guys. So it takes a while for, number one, those guys to get acclimated to junior hockey and the schedule uh, and stuff. So now, you know, we have a lot of guys have already played a year of juniors. Which makes a huge, huge difference, and that's been the biggest thing. And then with the elite team having guys like uh, Bahula and Ruff being able to lead uh, these players in on ice and off ice, and, and show these the guys, hey, this is how we do it, and this is how we work, and it, it's been a great from the beginning.
0: Now, I always preface these questions, Coach, with we don't want you to give away the farm. We don't. We don't need you to give away all your secrets especially only one week into the season you got to hold hold on to some of the tricks up your sleeve as we start to get into the later months but i was watching uh, a couple of the games a couple of your games this weekend now that i've got the uh finally figured out how to hook up hockey tv with my roku that i have on the big screen so i was watching some games and i was really impressed with i think you had mentioned the discipline of your team it never felt like they were overextended it never felt like they pushed too far tried to you know get the puck in too deep when they should have gotten a line change. How do you approach the, the idea of like an overall philosophy of a team? Do you guys feel like you are say like an offensive minded, defensive minded, neutral zone minded? What, what is kind of the strategy of the Tampa Bay juniors going into a weekend series?
2: Well, I mean, and obviously it all starts in your own end. you got to be disciplined in the D zone and not run around. But we are not a team that just, hey, just get it out, chip it off the glass. We want our guys to make plays. And then that's our biggest thing that we that we focus on. We really focus a lot on the mental part of the game and guys seeing the ice because um, if, if guys are coming into the zone and, and they're trying to make a play and it was the right play, but it gets turned over and goes the other way, we're not going to harp about it, but, oh, you should have gotten that in deep. Hey, it was the right play. Now you got to maybe just make a little bit make sure that passes on his forehand instead of uh, in his feet uh, and things like that. Cause we, we want him to be able to make plays and go in it. So we like to be a puck possession team and, and we'd like to get up ice with speed, but at the same time, we don't want to just chip it in and, and chase it. We want to, we want to make plays come into the zone and, and we want our defensemen to join the rush. And uh, you know, when we're on offense, get on offense and when we're on defense
1: get the puck back. Now, coach jumping in here, I, we've talked about the youth that, comes with this tampa bay juniors organization and how you guys go out there you find these guys starting their junior careers you develop the next level of talent so well and you do so much with these guys throughout the year that you see the night and day from day one to the final game of the regular season can you talk about kind of the mindset there in the recruiting game for you guys i mean what what are you guys looking for there how do you find so much, so much young promise that you turn into future hockey talent? How, do, how does that happen? How does it, How is it such a factory for you guys doing it the right way?
2: Well, it, it, and, and that's part of like I said. We want to do it the right way and treat these guys the right way. And I tell you, the, uh, i got to give credit to the Lightning, which hopefully uh, good luck to them tonight. Uh, but, uh, you know, they do such a tremendous job of promoting the game of hockey in Tampa. And believe me, Tampa – is a hockey city, uh, until Tom Brady moved, moved in, and that kind of changed everything. But, uh, it is, they have done such a remarkable job. And, and, and you look at our elite team, our elite team is 95, 96, 7% local kids. And it just shows the talent that, that they have just from promoting, promoting the sport. And, and, and those guys have really bought into to our development, uh, and the mental part of it and, and how we want to play the game. And uh, it, it's been, uh, you know, kudos to them and just to this, this area and the talent that is starting to grow.
1: And, and if folks don't think that Tampa's a hockey town, you haven't pulled into Tampa. Luke's and I got off the plane for the last uh, Florida showcase down there in Tampa. And I'm jumping into a Dick's Sporting Goods and get some golf balls. Obviously, you got to hit the course when you get down to Tampa. Why it's the best place to play golf? Why, why is it the best place to play hockey? You can golf year round. You know, you can golf through the hockey season. You can't do that everywhere. But we get down there, you walk in, there is an absolute two story high picture of every single Tampa Bay Lightning player you can think of plastered on the walls of that Dick Sporting Goods. It's a hockey town. And I mean, you see what they do at Amelie Arena, and you walk in there, and they got the live music outside the building. And, coach, I think you guys are playing such a big role in that as well. I mean, we walk into that building there number one, one of the best buildings in the country to develop as a player. I mean, the rinks there are perfect. The ice there is pristine. The, you guys have, have the, the women's hockey team out there training at times. I mean, it, it's, it's one of a kind out there in Tampa. And, I mean, can you talk about the facility and just how much that plays into a player's development when they walk into the Tampa Bay Juniors organization?
2: Yeah, it is the Avon Health Center ice, and it, it is second to none. I mean, obviously, me you come from Minnesota, there's rinks everywhere. And community-based rinks, uh, this would top any of them. I mean, uh, you know, you you come in, you got four sheets of ice plus a mini rink, uh, a a full restaurant uh, right up top in the middle. We have a 90-yard turf track behind our locker room that we do a lot of our training on, a weight room uh, in there, a skills area, a recovery room uh, and stuff. So it's yeah, there, there isn't uh, a, a junior program that has what we have to offer, to be honest with you, with everything that we have now. And they just had a new sports performance recovery guy that uh, we use that works with our players uh, a couple days a week, both on and off the ice. And, um, yeah, no, the, the facility itself is, is, is what's amazing and, and really makes it just a first-class situation.
1: And I remind the players that when you walk outside the rink, in your shorts on December 1st, it is one of the best feelings in the world. I, I When we go down there and you're getting a suntan while covering a game just a week before you hit the holiday break. I mean, it, it's, it's an amazing setup. You guys do such a good job. And coach, I mean, just continuing on the good work you guys do down there, you look at, you know, our peers sometimes say so much about the work that we're doing and whether it's going right. And you see the NCDC draft, it was filled with Tampa Bay juniors there. I mean, that development model is being recognized by folks throughout the game of hockey. I mean, how does that feel to really see your hard work with these players and these players, hard work really paying off?
2: Yeah. So we had Stanley Lucas and Hampus Magnuson both got drafted in the NCDC and, and, and Stanley uh, ended up uh, getting sent back to us uh, just last week. I mean, great for us, uh, you know, he, he's one of the top premier players in the, you know, one of the top players in the premier league. And, and I, I thought he was, I thought he was had a good shot of, of sticking there, uh, but for whatever reason he didn't. And then Hampus is, uh, working his beast. I think he's going to be up at the PAL Islanders, um, uh, here in mid October. And I, I mean, I think he's going to be an impact player for them. Uh, and, and you could just see last year, Hampus, how far, He's got all the skill, but he needed to work on other parts of his game, and he really bought in that last half of the year and come playoff time uh, was phenomenal for us. And and, and that's where PAL saw him, and they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to draft this kid. Um, He's won beginning of the year? No, they would have never have. But the way he bought in and turned his game around and and bought in how to play the North American style, he's going to be a player to watch in the NCDC once he gets here.
1: He's long too, man. He 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 can play anywhere on the ice. He's going to be a guy that's tough to get the puck from him. And as he gets more physical into that that North American style of hockey here and gets a little more physical, he's going to be absolutely trouble to deal with every day, coach. I mean, we see we've seen him day in and day out over the last few years here, and he's he's one of the best players we've seen down there in Florida.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, he's six three. He's fast. He's got the skills. He can shoot the puck. It's just like you said. It's more of Getting used use the physical part of it, uh, stopping on pucks, not circling as much. Uh, and that's the stuff he was all doing. And that's all he got recognized. And he keeps doing that. Uh, they, they got a heck of a
1: player. Oh, man. And, Coach, I can't wait to see who the next guy. Is. And you see Stanley Lucas. I mean, you talk about his success. He comes out in the first weekend of the season and just dominates. I mean, he, he put up some huge games for you. You talk about Tom Brady moving into town. I see you guys kick the extra point in three of your games this weekend with the seven goals. I mean, it's got to be fun. I mean, you start the season off, you get a chance to play each of the teams down there in the state of Florida with you. And, and you guys really put a stamp on the victory in each game. I mean, how, did, how was the vibe in the locker room after that? How were the boys feeling after they walked off the ice in the locker room at both the elite and premier levels?
2: Well, I, I mean, obviously they feel good. I mean, anytime you uh, can win two games in a weekend uh, against tough competition, but uh, they know we got a long ways to go. I, I, re, I know we've had opening weekends where we've gotten stumped 10 to one, you know, and, and by the end of the year, we're beating those teams. So there's still a long ways to go. Uh, both the Eels and blades, they both have good teams and good programs. So they, they, uh, you know, it was first games for all of us, so uh, there's there's a long ways to go. But, yeah, it's going to be competitive, like like the Florida division always is. I mean, uh, I saw Atlanta and Charleston each uh, split this weekend, and um, Blades and Eels had a close one again in the, at the premier level anyway uh, yesterday. So it, it, that's what I love about our, our division. That's the kids I recruit. Tell them that for Tier 3 hockey, you are not going to find a more competitive division than the Florida and the Southeast divisions. Uh, every game you got to come and play. And uh, if you don't, you're going to get beat.
1: And you look at the Florida and Southeast divisions and it's like, you talk about coach coming out of your own zone. It's not, it's not a chip it off the glass style out there. It's get the puck moving. There's such talent out there. There's a mix of that European game. There's that zone entry. There's that talent. There's that skill on the puck. And then when it needs to be, it gets physical down there. And you love to see that, that yin and yang style that both the Florida Division and the Southeast Division play and you see it every year out of there there's always an upset come playoff time there's always some lower seed who comes out of nowhere and beats one of these perennial powerhouses down in the Florida down in the Southeast i mean you, you like you said you, you can't develop in a better spot you want to develop you want to be the best you got to beat the best you know you got to play against great competition day in and day out i mean what do you expect out of the Florida and Southeast divisions this year. What do you expect to see day in and day out? I mean, who who is the scariest on your schedule? Do you have a scariest right now? Do you have a team that you're saying, oh, man, those guys are going to be tough, or is it just everybody? It's yeah, just
2: everybody. And, I mean, to be honest, I had no, no no idea really what to expect from a lot of these teams. I just know it. It's, And that's why I tell these guys I recruit. I mean, you, you're, you don't want to play in games where it's easy for you and you can just go through the motions and win you want to play in games that and and uh it was like our game against the eels on saturday uh you know the, the bunch of players they, they they loved it it was a tight game it, it was a one goal game it's coming down to the end and then and, and one of the guys said this is the kind of games we want to play because they know that it's it, when it comes to, a lot of how these kids react is how they react to adversity and, and if everything always comes easy for you Well, then all of a sudden things start getting tough. You could just see where these guys just, you know, pout or whatever they do. And so it's good to have some adversity all the time. And you need that because that's where their character really gets built.
1: Yeah, and you look – I mean, you look at a team like Tim Krakostas in his Islanders Hockey Club premiere last year, and this is not to shake a head at at the IHC squad last year. I mean, that was an undefeated team – And we talked to coach K before he took the ice for game one down in Florida for the Florida showcase. And he said, I want my guys to be put up against it. We've been winning easy this year. We've been really strong. We've had a lot of depth. We've been talented, but my guys haven't faced enough adversity yet. I want to see some adversity this weekend. And Oh my, did the Southeast and Florida divisions give them adversity. They, I mean, they went in there and and coach K left. He looked at me, he said, man, I might've asked for a little more than I wanted. I mean, it was tough and you see it. I mean, That changed that IHC team. When they went back up north, they were even better for it. I mean, and you have to have that adversity day in and day out to really battle, build, and that's what brings the guys together. Sometimes it's that first loss, not that 20th win, that really controls the locker room and puts the guys behind it, man, and really gets your message through to them. I mean, I'm where. What, what do you do as a coach when you when you get out of the gates that fast? I mean what's what's the conversation this week in practice? Like what do you talk with the guys about? Are you are you the John Tortorella and you're picking out those moments where somebody was off off the charts a little missed a little bit somewhere maybe was in the wrong place at the wrong time maybe made a mistake or are you is this positivity week? Is this let's build here, let's be positive, it's early?
2: No, no, yeah, we're going to keep building on, you know, the the stuff we did good and we'll watch uh, some video tomorrow on some stuff that we didn't do good but uh, today's practice, they, they came out and, and they worked hard. Uh, they didn't take anything for granted and, and they know it's, uh, way, way, way too early in the season. We're building for the end of the year. So, uh, we're not, uh, they know we're not even close. And that, that's the thing I told them after the, 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 this game Saturday that hey, it was a nice, nice, you know, anytime you win two games, it, 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 that's a great weekend, but we got a lot of stuff that we got to keep working on building on. And that's the thing with a bunch of returners. They know. Uh, they they know that this isn't even close to how we're going to be playing. And uh, we still have a long ways to go. And, and the children practice today, both teams really worked hard and uh, it was a, a great practices.
1: Absolutely love it. Coach, I'm going to give you your final Q&A question. I'm going to give you a heads up now. After this, Lucas will go with the academic corner. Then we're going to have your parting words. So you can think those through after this. You'll have a minute or two to think them through. But before that, I'm going to ask you the final question. I ask every guest in the Q&A portion, and it's we have parents and players around the country that watch, listen along with us, who are looking for their next step in their junior hockey career, and, and for me, I ask you, why the Tampa Bay Juniors? If I'm a parent, if I'm a player, why do I come out to Tampa? Why work with, train with the great coaching staff there, and why do I become a Tampa Bay
2: when, when I talk to players, and obviously uh, Minnesota is kind of our main recruiting area, but when I talk to these guys about it, it's not about uh, exposure because you know maybe 10 years ago it was, but now people find where you're at and, and these colleges, we get so many colleges that come to our showcases, watch our teams in Florida. Uh, this is a great place to come because, number one, just with our, whole, with our uh, rink that we talked about, just our training program, and I'll put our training program up against any, any junior program, USHL, North American Hockey League, uh, just the on and off of stuff and training that we do and the mental part of the game that we do. And there's a lot of different things that I'm sure a lot of teams don't even touch on. And so that's our biggest thing because these players all want to go to another level, whether it's a, a higher junior level, whether it's college. And, uh, and so our thing is that we're, we're truly about development. The the winnings the byproduct of what we do, and when we bring guys down, we don't trade them. We we, we uh, stick with them the whole year, and and work with them, and then and then you can't top the weather. And uh, I tell the Minnesota guys, take the best week in June, now multiply that by six months. That's what you got down here. But I tell you what, because it's always sunny and clear. Guess what? You when we do some training, we'll go outside and do some stuff. But you just Feel the energy. You have the energy because it's not cloudy and dreary every day. So that actually helps in your training. And uh, and, and it helps these guys want to become better and uh, just having that different experience. But it, it, a lot of it is just uh, it's, our, it's a, our off-ice program, our training that we do, and to top it off, the division that we're in with the Florida and the so- south, uh, Southeast. Uh, you, you're not going to find a better com- competition. In, in, in any tier three pro or any
0: tier three league
1: lucas it's official i'm a pack of my bags i'm gonna hop on a flight down to tampa take over the show <laughs> and I'm don't good. forget your club <laughs> that's what i'm saying i gotta get <laughs> down there you you can't take a step without running into a golf course down there players i know there's a lot of those young guys down there that are athletes like i was where i, I feel like I, I i always joked around that i became a pitcher in college solely so i had the off days to go golf you know I had to get my cardio in by walking the course. So put the bag on your back, get that extra cardio in when you're done with practice. It is, I'll tell you folks, I, I can vouch for what the, what the Stroke family, with Coach Stroke, with his whole crew, Philip Kuba, I mean, an NHLer, what, what these guys are doing down there, it's development in the right way. It's, it's a situation where you're cared for. It's a family experience from day one till the final day of the season, you're just as important as you were. And I mean, that's, that's the big thing today. That's what players and parents care about. And I, I just can't vouch enough for the incredible work going on down there in Tampa. We're going to come back for coaches' parting words. But before that, we will remind the players and parents, the junior hockey experience is not just about on the ice. It's what happens off the ice and in the classroom as well. And that's why we go to resident education and academic expert, Lucas Jones, history teacher, Tutor, college guide—he does it all, and now he guides you through your academic experience.
0: Well, Dan, I've got my—I've uh, got a good combination here of both uh, practical and sort of metaphorical advice here, and and both of them start with this idea of don't second guess yourself. Um, I a lot of my students are getting ready now to take the SATs, which you have another test coming up in October, ACTs as well. And some of the more advanced students are getting ready to take their subject tests and studying for those AP tests that get you college credit. And one of the biggest things I tell them is when you've looked at the information, when you've made a decision, circle the answer and move on. Don't come back, don't change your answer, move on with the rest of the test. And it's easy to say in practice, but it's hard to do in person. Um, because you're the one taking the test. You're the one who's making the decisions. You're the one who has to deal with the consequences. But I cannot implore these young athletes and young academics enough that when you have read all the information, when you have read the material on the test and you've chosen an answer, do not second guess yourself. And that goes too with your hockey decisions. There are a lot of hockey programs. There are a lot of hockey decisions out there. A lot of different teams you can go to, regions you can go to. And there's going to be a lot of conflicting information from a lot of different people sometimes, but that should motivate you more to do the proper research, to understand what you're looking for, to identify your goals. And once you've done all that and you've made a decision, stick to your guns because your first instinct
1: more often than not is usually correct. Absolutely. Great words. From an intelligent guy, I, Lucas, again, I always feel like you're, you're yelling at me with these academic corners. Did my best <laughs> as a student. Did my best in the classroom. But we had a great time here with an incredible coach, a friend of the Dan K Show here, Coach Garrett Stroke. Coach, I'm going to go to you for your parting words here. How do you want to close things out on this week's Dan K Show presents, Junior Hockey?
2: I appreciate you guys having me on. It, it's been an honor, honor and a pleasure. And... Uh, it's too bad it wasn't on Zoom. I wanted to see those suits, Dan. But uh, see what you have <laughs> up your sleeve this year for these broadcasts. Oh, and man, stuff, I got so. that
1: Tampa Bay Junior suit. I, I bought a specific suit for you guys. Had it tailored up for me last year. Had that picture <laughs> well, all over We'll, we'll, have, we'll
2: have to give you a matching mask these days now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we do. We got it. We got the Dan Case show mask that just came in today so we can start covering some hockey. I'm just excited <laughs> to have the thing back, Coach. We thank you for coming on. Folks, my parting words here today, I'm going to say attention to detail. And this is something that Coach Schroett and his team do so well, and it's why they develop players so well, taking guys from day one to the final day of the season and making them better each and every moment. And what I ask each of our players to have is an attention to detail. It's the little things sometimes that take us down throughout the hockey season. It's those little mistakes that turn into giant mountains. So that's why we need to be locked in, especially in a year like Coach talked about where we need masks and we have COVID going on. We need to be safe. We need to take attention to every little detail along the way so we are safe, we're healthy, and we're on the ice for every single game. Make sure to keep your eye out, your head up, and play some good hockey because hockey's back, baby. And the Tampa Bay Juniors are out of the gates fast. Coach Garrett Strode, our guest this week, Lucas Strones, my right-hand man, my consigliere. Dan Kay, your host. Remember, you can reach out to us, www.dankshow.com. Follow along there. You can check out your Players of the Week from this past weekend. You can also reach us at the underscore Dan Kay Show, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Dan Kay Show is brought to you by the United States Premier Hockey League, the premier playing experience in junior hockey. And proudly partnered with Elite Junior Profiles at elitejrprofiles.com. Keep watching the Dan K Show. Thanks for watching, hockey fans.